evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. I hope you're having a good day. We have a very special show this evening. Our special guest is Hans Christian King, who is a direct voice medium. He's been one for over 60 years. He's going to be joining us shortly. Um, So if you want to have a free reading, get a question in there. Um, Give us a call and uh, let us know, okay? Um, Let me uh, tell you a little bit about what's going on this evening. We're going to uh, do a little bit of an intro, talk about what's going on in the Guys Guys world, a little bit about the Guys Guys movement, then we're going to have a quick break. We're going to bring on uh, Hans, our special guest, and then we are going to uh, wrap later when we're going to do a... uh, we're going to do a uh, Guys Guys Guide for this evening, the last one of 2017. So looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to it and looking forward, forward to a great show. Um, let's see. Let me talk a little bit about the Guys Guys brand. Uh, this is the place where men and women can be their, their best and everyone wins. That's what the Guys Guys brand is all about. It all started with my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. And from there, we began Guys, Guys Radio a couple of years ago, and we're on our 256th podcast. And it's just been a wonderful run, and we've got last, lots more to go. Lots more to go. Um, my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, you can still get it. You can pick it up on uh, Amazon or any of the e-tailers. It's still in some bookstores, but you can get the physical copy or an e-copy. I'm also I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, we're on uh, all types of uh, social media, uh, so you can catch us there. Um, my blog on robertmanny.com comes out every week, uh, so we've got about 300 blog posts, and a lot of them have been syndicated, and um, we're very excited about that, and we've got lots more to come, uh, so um, looking forward to it, so Let's uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in the Guys Guys world. Then we'll uh, announce who our Guys Guys Guide Guy of the Week is, and we'll take it from there. Um, let's see. So this is the last week of the year here in New York City. It's very cold, very cold, and it's going to be cold for the next week. I mean, frigid. I took my son. I had the day off. I took my son to see the movie Ferdinand today, and... Um, it was a very cute story. I've always re- read him that story. Um, I've always read him uh, the, the, the book, and it's a quick book, and uh, uh, he really enjoys it. And uh, so taking him to the movie, at first he didn't want to go, and then I showed him the trailer on the computer, and he said, okay. And we went, and we had a great time. He was very well-behaved in the movie theater. And some, uh, you know, some, some kids go crazy in there. So... Uh, <laughs> We had fun, and then we had a little pizza lunch, and then I took him home, and we played Uno, and then he built some stuff with his, uh, he built some train tracks and other stuff. My son's four, so it's really a delight. I'm very lucky to have a little bit of a time, a little bit of time this year to to play with him. So, really psyched about that. But you know, this week he's off, and uh, I have a couple of days off. So, we got one more day tomorrow, and then uh, then uh, we're going to actually, with my wife and I, we're going to take him to the uh, Bronx Botanical Gardens. It has a wonderful train show. So we're going to go there on Saturday. And I have a whole thing for Thomas the Train also, which is his favorite. Of course, four-year-olds, three-year-olds love Thomas the Train. 
And then uh, next week, we're going to take him to the Big Apple Circus. So hopefully he's having a wonderful holiday season because, you know, when you do the whole Christmas and holiday thing or whatever you celebrate, if it's Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Little Christmas, uh, it's all about the kids. And uh, you don't want to be all materialistic, uh, but you do want the kids to really uh, feel the love during this time of year. What else is happening? Um, well, we've got that tax, that tax uh, bill got passed and now... There's a lot of reverberations about it, people talking about it, a lot of people not too thrilled about it either, um, which is understandable because, uh, again, the middle class is going to have to carry the ball. But that's the way it usually is in this country. Um, I'm not going to comment on the politics, whether you like Trump or not. But if you're in the middle class, you're going to get whacked with this tax uh, tax package, particularly if you have a. Uh, you know, interest on your loan, a big interest on your loan, or if you have to commute, if you're in some of the big blue states where a lot of the population is who pays a lot of the taxes, you won't be able to have as many deductions and itemized things. It's going to be a straight deduction. So uh, that'll kick in in a year. So uh, we'll see what happens with that and how it affects the 2020 election. Um, here uh, in New York City, what I've really noticed that really came to light for me is that the infrastructure here is falling apart. They, I think they've just been kicking the can down the road for years with mass transit. I took New Jersey transit coming back to the city uh, from uh, visiting family down the Jersey shore. And it's just, it's like a third world country. It's really terrible. The trains get backed up. There's only one tunnel. It's interesting that the, the governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, he first, after I think about $40 million was spent, pulled the funding for this second tube that they want to build under the Hudson. Now, there's only one tube under there working, and this is that was built, I don't know, over 50, 60 years ago, and it really gets congested. There's a lot of more people. There's a lot of train traffic, uh, and that project was killed. Well, now that Christie's going out of office, he approved uh, New Jersey being able to fund uh, half of the 50%, so 25% for the project now as he's on the way out. So he's basically just kicked the bill. He saddled his, his successor with the bill for this. And he can say, Hey, well, I, you know, I put it through, but during his eight years in office, he, he sat on that. So people who ride New Jersey transit or Amtrak, they've had to feel the pain in those years. And, um, and with the infrastructure in New York city, it's kind of a similar thing where all the, uh, the switches this problem with the signals. Uh, it's just really tough getting around underground or even overground with mass transit. And there's more and more people who rely on it. So it's really, it's really tough stuff for people in the, in the big cities these days in the United States. And if you go out of the country and you see the railway systems they have and the super highways they have, and you'll see how in a lot of ways uh, the money has, is moving out of this country. The investments are going into Asia and uh, it's really things are going to change here. And you will see in the next coming years um, that we we may not be at the head of the pack for too much longer. The way, way things are going, regardless of the uh, make America great again um, hype. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know if that's going to be the case in the future if you really look at what's happening. So anyhow, um, our guys guy of the week, I'm going to say the folks who uh you know, in Hollywood, who have managed to translate some of the kids' books into movies, they did a good job with this Ferdinand. And I think John Cena, who had the voice for him, did a good, very good job. It's a, it's a very peaceful, pacifist type of movie. And uh, the message is very timely. And it was interesting because the book's kind of a quiet book. It's about this 
big bull who doesn't want to get into the bull ring, doesn't want to get into bullfights. He likes to smell flowers, but he's kind of forced into it anyhow because he's big and he's strong. And he, he sat on a bee when they came to look at the other bulls and he just hoofed and huffed and ran around and they chose him to go to Madrid for the big bullfight. And when he gets there, he smells all the flowers that the ladies uh, wearing in the stands and he just sits there and he refuses to fight the uh, matador. So, uh, it's a really good movie. So, you know what? We say a lot of bad things about Hollywood, a lot of garbage that they put out, but sometimes they do some good stories. And this is a, this is a good timely story about um, the fact that you don't have to resort to violence, that you, know, you can be a good person and you can do your own thing. And uh, it was a good message. And I think my son really enjoyed it. However, you know, it's interesting that there's a couple of scenes during the movie and having written a screenplay, I... I'm pretty familiar with the, the process of storytelling, also having my novel out there. And a couple of times during the film, there was like big, crazy chaos chases. And I'm like, it's kind of not like what was in the book, but it's, it's part of the film. And I'm like, why did they do this? And then when I got home, I asked my son, you, how did you like the movie? He said, I liked it. I said, what was your favorite part? He goes, when they were, went crazy and they were running down the uh, train tracks and when all of the uh, bulls were uh, driving a bus or in the bus, he thought it was a bus. It was uh, actually not a bus, but it was a big, um, big vehicle. But he loved the action. So I think uh, pacing is very important in terms of keeping kids' interest in a story that lasts, you know, 90 minutes or whatever. Because you know, the movie was a real full-length movie. But uh, it's a lot of fun. So check it out if you get a chance. So this week, we're going to say our guy's guy of the week is uh, the people who make some good kids' movies in Hollywood. So you know what? More, more, more of it, please. Okay, so let's take a very, very, very short break, and then we're going to bring our special guest. I'm delighted to have him, Hans Christian King, and he's going to talk about his book, Guided, and the uh, paperback edition that just came out. We have lots of questions for him. We have callers backed up. So let's take a very quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back on Guys Guys Radio. Uh, this is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming me back to the show. As I mentioned, our special guest is Hans Christian King. So let me tell you a little bit about Hans. He's been on the show a few times. He's a wonderful, giving uh, spirit. And he's helped me out a lot, personally. And uh, he's actually inspired me to uh, attend some other uh, spiritual uh, unfoldment classes. And I've learned a lot. And one thing I learned, uh, it's in part of it's in his book, is about using your heart instead of your head to think. And um, I had a situation where... I had to make a decision as, as crazy as it is. It was about fantasy football last week. I was in the championship game and uh, instead of using, and I asked my guides, I said, give me a hand, help me pick this lineup. I know it's not a big, important thing, but I said, let me help me out. So I went with, uh, I came down to picking a quarterback and I had picked up a new quarterback, Nick Foles. And I had quarterback Jared Goff of the Rams who had taken me all the way to the title game and I flipped over. I went to Nick Foles on the, on the morning of the game. And then I was sitting there by the TV, and it was 5-1. to one, And something was almost throwing me out of my seat saying, go change that. Go back to Jared Goff. And I didn't. And then I ended up losing the game, the championship, and 500 bucks that went with it um, because my quarterback, Nick Foles, had a horrible game, and I lost. And I'm like, hmm, what's my message there? Well, number one, I thought, well, you, you had some uh, inspiration there, but you didn't listen to it because you were thinking with your head instead of your heart. And then when I was actually listening to the games on the radio 
And when in this window where my opponent's team was scoring a whole bunch of points, I was sitting, uh, I was in my uh, place down the Jersey Shore, and I was having a little catch with my son. He's never wanted to do this, but he got a little football for Christmas. And we were throwing it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And he wouldn't stop. He did it for about a half hour. And in that time, I kind of lost the game because the other guy's team caught up and passed me, and I never caught up to them. But the other epiphany I got afterwards was that the real game that I should have been focused on is the one of throwing the ball back and forth with my son. That's what really mattered. So if you can quiet your mind and if you can keep the monkey chatter down, and if you start to work from your heart out and use your heart to think, believe it or not, um, you can get a lot of answers that way. And those are two things that I probably wouldn't have figured out in the past, but I think because of some of my training and reading of Hans's book and Speaking to a lot of folks like Hans, I think I, I learned a lot. So anyhow, just a quick story. So let me tell you a little bit about Hans, and we'll bring him on because I know there are people who want to ask him questions, and I can't wait to speak with him. Uh, Hans Christian King, he's a true modern-day mystic. He's a direct voice medium. He's a metaphysics expert. He specializes in channeling and spiritual communication. His ability to communicate with the spirit realm and work in partnership with his guidance has helped more than 60,000 clients in private readings for over the past 60 years. Hans believes that everybody is born with intuitive gifts and he's deeply committed to his mission of teaching others to how to discover their own connection to spirit. And that's what his book is all about, Guided. He really speaks with extraordinary compassion on such a deeply personal level that the audiences across the world have fallen in love with his simple yet powerful message. In his new book, Guided, Reclaiming the intuitive voice of your soul, Hans draws on over 60 years of experience to provide a clear path for connecting to the spirit realm and your guidance. So with all of that in mind, let me bring on one of my favorite people, a wonderful man, Hans Christian King. Good evening, Hans. How are you? Happy holidays. Good Happy holiday to you, Robert. And uh, I loved your opening uh, monologue. It's just so heartwarming to hear this beautiful dialogue that you have going on with your son. It just makes my heart sing. And I'm sure much of your audience feels the same way. Oh, well, thank you so much. And happy holidays to you. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the book. I mean, thanks. Um, Now you, it just, the paperback's just coming out now. Uh, That's always a great sign from Simon. Yeah, it's a great sign. And uh, it's doing, uh, it's doing pretty well. Um, Good. And it, it is, it, it's a life's work condensed into a book. So it's, for me, it's kind of like a legacy, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to leave people with an awareness of who they are and why they're here. What is the purpose? What is the point? And are you powerless? And I took all the things from all my many readings, and I sort of looked at where a lot of people were, and I had a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, editor, and Simon and Schuster have been just tremendous. And so I was able to work with them, and we put this together. It took about a year. But I'm very, very proud of what Spirit has been able to put uh, on those pages. And learning to think with your heart instead of your head makes an enormous difference in your life. It, it certainly does, and I've just, uh, as I articulated in my opening remarks, it's a it's a real ch- uh, game changer. And uh, 
it's just a matter of, I'm finding it's a matter of just being aware of that. Uh, the more you can be aware of that through quietude, et cetera, um, the more you can get information from your heart doing, doing the thinking, if you will. I put that in quotes, yeah. and uh, it just changes everything. And I'm like, wow, I just learned some incredible lessons, and I'm so excited yeah. about it because I can't wait to put that into action going forward. You know, the greatest nemesis we have, if anybody wants to be afraid of anything, in their life, be afraid of their own mind chatter. Because the mind chatter is the one thing that disconnects us from our truth. It disconnects us from our heart. It disconnects us from spirit. Literally. Because, you know, Dr. James Allen's book, As a Man Thinketh, there's a wonderful opening passage that said they themselves are maker of, makers of themselves. And I tell you, that's the hardest thing I ever tried to teach anybody in my entire career. But when you learn to come out of the heart like you were doing it is a warming and comfortable joyous place to be because the mind chatter rarely tells us anything that's good have you ever noticed that it's always worried about what could be what might be what wasn't you know why you can't ever do this or can't ever be this or that and so when you operate out of the heart everything changes you know, I like to say you can't shine the dark and the light. The light will always prevail. And for many people right now, I say with the situation, I, you've sort of brought it up in the country right now, the infrastructure, which uh, is appalling. It's, it's just simply appalling. Um, the light will well, come you- eventually on all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, you're a big traveler, I know, and I, I'm sure you've noticed that what's happening to the United States infrastructure. I mean, I'm in New I York City, so and it gets worse and worse and worse here. I but, was, uh, you go- Robert, I was so embarrassed landing at LaGuardia. As tacky as that airport has gotten, it's, it's, it's a sin. And then coming into Manhattan, going across the bridges, you could see that the bridges just rusted to pieces, potholes. And I'm thinking... Mexico has a better infrastructure than we do. It's unbelievable. Mexico's underground runs on rubber wheels. It's quiet as can be. It runs on time. The stations are beautiful. And I think to myself, where did we as a nation go, go, go to a place where we don't care about our own country? Mm -hmm. And who are we, who are we listening to? You know, that's saying that that this is more important than that. So I'm hoping, and I probably won't be here when all of this gets done, but I'm hoping in the next 20, 30 years that, certainly in your lifetime, that you'll begin to see quite a change. You know, they showed something on TV that kind of blew me away. They showed this beautiful modern city with skyscrapers and monorail systems and parks and waterfalls beautiful streets, and they asked 100 people in this room where it was. Every single one of them said the United States. It was Shanghai, China. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, they showed the airport at Hong Kong, and then they showed LaGuardia. And you just have to ask yourself, it's not that we don't have enough money, it's why we won't spend it. We make other things, I guess, more important. Yeah, and meanwhile, we want to go back to... Uh, uh, and God bless the coal miners, but, you know, going back to coal as a 
energy source is like, it will why, never why don't work. we just go ride horses again? You know, it's like, what? Exactly. It will never work. Cold, unfortunately, for the beautiful people in the coal districts. Yep. Wonderful, mm-hmm. hardworking families. And they've, we've got to help them to get to another level exactly. of their own awareness as to what they perhaps can do, what they can learn from, how they can grow out of that situation. But for people waiting for coal to come back, it's never going to happen. You're right. Um, let's let's get into some of the uh, uh, metaphysical talk here um, sure. about your book. You you say you mentioned that mediums are always psychics, but psychics are are not always mediums. And a good chunk of your book that is correct. Uh, as, as you're teaching folks, is uh, how do you know how to how to pick somebody to go to to get some guidance. So you make that distinction, which I think is a very important one. Tell us a little bit about, um, talk to us a little bit about that and also about who your specific guides are as much as you can. Because the reason I'm asking you that, Hans, is that, you know, I interview uh, a lot of different people who do similar work as you do, and they deal with different, it seems like they're dealing in in different ways, like Paul Selig, where he has the voice comes through him, he speaks in an accent, and he says everything twice, and a woman by the name of Jeanette Meek, uh, who's been te- working with me a little bit, and um, she's wonderful, and she works with the what's called the White Brotherhood, and that's not a Caucasian thing. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who, are, who are the folks that you're dealing with, and why do you think it is that uh, people who are, uh, have the gifts that you have that are developed work with all these different um, uh, spirit guides? Well, it depends on who you're going to. I have four guides, two of which have been prominent in my life uh, since I was a tiny child, first thing I remember. And one of them is named Sebastian. He's been with me since three, probably long before that in the other life. And um, then I have Native American gentleman that I'm not allowed to give out his name. Okay. But... He is very, 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 very powerful. So we have um, we have guides. Well, first we have masters, then we have guides, then we have uh, helpers, then we have friends. So there's a little bit of a uh, hierarchy. That's why, uh, you know, I, I like to say that uh, psychics perceive, some of them very good, and mediums receive. So that Psychics get clues to things, sometimes symbols, signs, sometimes uh, a flash, of, and they are able to make a language out of that. I'm called uh, in England at the college a direct voice medium. In other words, as spirit speaks to me, I speak to you. I rarely have to listen to what they're saying because it's automatic. That's mm-hmm. why at the end I say to people, you know, be sure you ask questions because by the end of the reading, that didn't come from me. I can't tell you what I meant to say. When you but, ask them, um, when you ask your uh, clients to ask you a question, do you have a question? Do you mean, do you have a new question or do you have a question about what you've told them? Well, here's what I do. I do the first part of my reading just cold turkey, okay? Just whatever comes out, comes out. And then as we get closer to the end of the reading, I allow a space before the end of the reading for questions. And at that particular time, while the reading is still Mm -hmm. going on, spirit will restate what they said. 
But after the reading is over, they will not because it's time to say goodbye and then there's another person waiting in the wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But what I find that people do, and I will say to them, feel free to ask me questions at any time as we go along. I say you won't interfere with what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. Hans, we've got a couple of callers who called in very early. Sure. If it's okay with you, I'd like to take a call, and then we'll go back to our discussion. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, first caller is from 310 uh, area code. Tell us your name and um, what your question is for Hans. Hi, my name is Heather. Hello, Heather. Hey, Hi, Heather. Question for... Hi, Hans, how are you? I'm fine, honey. What's going on? Um, I have an eight-day-old granddaughter, and her name is Ruby. And I was wondering if you could tell me if we have, if I have a connection, a spiritual connection with her, a past life connection. Well, you actually do. Your your old soulmate friends, your souls know each other. I'm going to request that as Ruby begins to learn how to speak, that you record her. You're going to hear some pretty fantastic things. She's a very, very old soul. You two have been together before. And uh, so when you look at her sometimes and she looks at you, it could even feel like it's your own daughter. So it has quite a history here. And uh, I think you already feel something with her. I do. She looks like an old, crinkled old woman. She's an old soul, but not an old woman. <laughs> Right, well, Hans, thank you so much, and You're happy holidays welcome. to you. God bless you. Okay, happy thank holidays. you so much. so much. Thank you, Heather. God take bless care. you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mike. Right. Okay, uh, why don't we take one more? Um, sure. 917, uh, tell us your name and your question. Hi, uh, this Hello. is Uni. Hello. Um, Good evening. I have a question. Good evening. Um, I, my question is... Um, I've been uh, on the path uh, to, you know, uh, doing spiritual work, and I had a question regarding um, spirit guides and um, working with them. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, my question is, is that, for one, uh, do you see any spirit guides around me? Um, yes, I do. Oh, okay, great. Um, and I guess uh, my other question is, is that, you know, as we progress on the spiritual path, is connecting with our spiritual guides necessary for our um, evolution, or is that something that you no, dear? I don't think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. But as a human, you would want to connect with them, because we don't get to keep this, sweetheart. None of this what do you we mean? get to keep. What, what well, do we you don't mean? get to keep. We don't get to keep life. We do, we don't mm-hmm. get to keep anything we accomplish. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so by building a relationship. With your guides, like for instance, people will say, uh, when I'm being introduced often, Hans walks in both worlds at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I get the benefit of doing that. But if you solely operate out of the human, you can mm-hmm. get through. But you mm-hmm. can get through a lot better if you bring your guides, your angels, helpers, if you bring them along for the ride. And for instance, uh, I teach mm-hmm. people to say, please present me with doors that I might discover where I need to be. You see? Mm-hmm. So they can play a big role, but they're not allowed to interfere with your life. But mm-hmm. I do think it's important because the humanness of us is non-existent. It's temporary. Mm-hmm. And so you have some gifts there. You were born in clairsentient. You should probably learn 
to develop that, I also see a little healing energy in your hands. Mm-hmm. So one one day you may want to look at just getting a basic understanding of what you have, I think would be important. Hmm. So if I feel any resistance to connecting with my guides, is that just a sign that I'm not ready right That's now? Just your, or is that... yeah, no, it's just your mind chatter, not wanting to turn mind loose of control. Your mind chatter thinks it knows, and it mm-hmm. thinks it's helping you. It thinks it's saving you, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. You may uh... notice something about the mind chatter, little one. It rarely tells you anything good. <laughs> you hear me? That sounds good. <laughs> okay, and so... When you get that it's just the mind chatter is just an accumulation of events that have occurred in your life and how you reacted to them. Because there's no reality in it. There's nothing nothing it's going to tell you will be true. It's mm. the power that we give to the mind chatter that, that that causes us the fear and the pain. You've got some gifts of the spirit, I would look into it if I were you. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Happy holidays, sir. Okay. Thank Happy you, Yuni. Okay. Bye bye. Okay, thank you for that call. I just um, want to point something out here, Robert. You sure. see the amount of power that that beautiful girl gives to the mind chatter? Mm-hmm. She's questioning the spirit. She's questioning the spirit in her life. And that's that's when we kind of lose our way. And I've heard you say things on the radio about how you found this way of yours. And people need to listen to you. They really do. This is a great show. Well, that's the idea. Well, thanks so much. Um, You talk about um, keeper of the threshold, um, and some people say that, well, the keeper of the threshold is like your higher self, and other folks say that's like your key guardian angel. And what is the role of what is in what what is from your experience, Hans, the keeper? And you mentioned it in your book uh, quite a bit, and we've talked about it before. But tell us about the importance of. Uh, working with the keeper of the threshold, you go into meditation. If you have questions, the keeper of the threshold, who right. who is it? How can people kind well, of develop a relationship well, with it? Everybody, Robert, everybody has a – I'm just going to put it in the simplest of terms. Everybody has a guardian angel. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. Everybody has a guardian angel. Now, we call them guides, and everybody – has a guidance and the job of the guidance is that you're born with a dharma that 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 you chose to bring with you so you have part of the dharma the copy of the dharma and the spirit has the other part and what you said when you were being born is these are the lessons i would like to learn this is what i would like the experience of their job is to gently steer you towards the doors that provide you with the opportunity to make a choice for those uh, karmic lessons. So they're, they're hugely important because the average person just doesn't know. I can turn to almost 9 out of 10 people and say, and what do you want in life? They don't know. That's true. But if I, and I, if I say now, what would, how would you like to feel in your life? How, what, what is the feeling you'd like to experience? They always say happiness and a sense of accomplishment, almost to the person. Mm-hmm. But if I thought for one minute that I was in this alone, I'd, I'd have gone back to spirit years ago. It's not worth it. God. But 
knowing that we are all baby angels in human form, simply having a human experience that we chose makes it so much lighter. And when you can hold hands with the guidance, mm-hmm. it warms your heart, gives you courage, it gives you strength, and it gives you power. So for me, the higher um, my guidance is with me, I know they protect me, I know they take care of me, I know they watch out over me. So it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship, but everybody has one if they will but use it. But we all have that higher that higher power available to us. So what what is the uh, how do you improve this? I guess a lot of people go through uh, clairsentience. Um, right. How do you how do you count? You, how can you, you improve you, that? You have to believe it. You have to believe it, son. That's it. You have to believe and stop questioning. Mm-hmm. Because when you keep questioning after proof has been given to you, and you keep questioning, you're actually saying, Spirit, I don't believe. Because if you have true faith, absolutely true faith, you don't question it. Mm-hmm. Some, some people who uh, may be, uh, like I think the caller, uh, Uni, who, who called us, she might have been mm-hmm. uh, you know, fairly well attuned, but uh, maybe wasn't trusting or unsure there about you go. Some of the folks, uh, some of the uh, essences, if you will, or guides coming in, how can you kind of, uh, I don't know if this is the right term, but qualify them because there are lower entities that like to latch on well, to certainly people are. who are doing spiritual yep. work. How do you, how do you, what do you we, ask? I have a saying that evil can only live in the house you build. If you're not seeking the darker side or the darker uh, entities, they are not allowed to come near you. You literally have to seek them out. And, of course, Hollywood has put out a lot of stuff, as you know, on the demons and the dark side and all of this stuff. Exactly. The dark side can only come to visit you if you open the door. Mm-hmm. It's like we say, don't play the Ouija board. Right. Are you crazy? Go play in traffic. No, we all know you don't do that. The reason is that it opens up a small portal, and in that portal... Or, I like to say, dis, disenfranchised souls, souls who just right. didn't make it. They're, they're so angry about whatever they're angry about, so they're in there. But I, in my 60-some years now, it's a little more than 60, it's actually 62. In my 62 years, I have never seen anybody that the dark overcame, that they didn't go looking for it. Mm-hmm. So when you have perfect faith and you believe, and you believe that you're in the light, and you know your angels are working with you, no matter what life throws at you, you know that it's going to be okay. Because every dark thing that's coming to visit you is on the way out. Every problem is already on the way out. Got it. Okay. Let's, uh, if it's okay with you, Hans, we have another caller who's been waiting for a while. I'd like to get them on. I'll, I'll go ahead. I don't want you to get in trouble. Okay. Uh, the 845, tell us your name and your question for Hans, please. Good evening, and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Good evening. Hello, kind gentlemen. Thank you for taking my Hi. call. Uh, my name is Catherine, and I, kind of like your last caller, have been told I have some uh, healing capabilities. Um, yes, and I you was do. Wondering, oh, thank you. I, yes, you I, also I, have some clairvoyant possibilities with that, dear. You really is have there, some. You have you have some good stuff, really. Oh, thank you. 
I just might you see the modality that I could um uh you know, like if it's hands or Reiki or anything. I would absolutely start, child, if I were you, with Reiki 1. Just to see how the energies flow through you. If you want to go to Reiki 2, Reiki 3, or get a master's lesson, whatever. But I want you to have the experience of feeling the energy flow through you to others. And I think once you have that experience, then pretty much any door you want to open will be there for you. But you really do have what we refer to as gifts of the spirit, and you will also have to write a book down the road. Really? Okay. Oh, yes, wonderful. ma'am. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you entirely so welcome. You thank you. Happy holidays to you. Yes, if I might share you one word with me. you, uh, caller. Um, sure. I actually uh, was in a similar situation, though I didn't know if I had any uh, abilities or whatever, but I was just drawn to Reiki, and I took all right through the master teacher levels, and I found that it's uh, it's life-changing in a very good way. It's actually changed my physical perception. Like if I look out at the ocean now, for some reason, it's like I could almost reach out and dip my finger into it. That's the, mm-hmm. the uh, It's just changed all of that. The other, uh, It's a great thing also that you can help other people by getting the energy to kind of flow through them, and, and you have to be careful uh, not to like drain your own energy, but let energy come from outside and then through you. Um, because I did that one time, I gave somebody a Reiki session and I all came out of me and it was a day before I ran a marathon. And I got to tell you, I had no energy in that race because I didn't do it the right way. Um, right. That's, that's a quick, quick aside. But the other thing is what's great about Reiki is you can give you, you can heal yourself. Well, not heal, but you can, you can work on yourself. You can give yourself a Reiki session. In fact, it's encouraged. And, uh, it's it's very a great way of getting the chi moving through your body. It's like water kind of uh, pushing stones aside in a river or whatever. It's a wonderful practice. So um, give it a shot if you're drawn to it. Thank you. Thank you so you're much, welcome, both of dear. you. That was beautiful. Okay. Well, Thank good luck you. and happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you both. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. you know, that young lady also has... Uh, an ability to channel information when doing her healing work. So she's fairly rounded. I think she's going to do very well if she wants to. Fantastic. Okay. Um, a lot of people, Hans, they, uh, they, you know, they're all into manifesting. They want stuff. And uh, I'm not sure if they know exactly how to do it. And I think everybody's kind of learning. And one thing that uh, I think I've learned this lesson this past year, and that is, you know, I was thinking like, well, you know, if God and spirit are all kind of all knowing, um, then why would you have to keep asking for the same thing? And um, what somebody told me was that, you know, when you ask for, you know, asking you shall receive. But every time you ask for the same thing, the guides and the angels who are kind of putting stuff and opportunities together for you, they have to like start over. What What are your feelings on that? Well, you, you know what, better to just you're, ask you're, and forget about it. That is correct. Because when you ask for something that comes through your heart, be it an experience, a relationship, a new kind of work, whatever you're asking for, money to pay the rent, you're saying to spirit, I trust that you hear me. I trust that you believe this is for to my highest good. Mm-hmm. But when you go back and you pray, over and over and over. You're actually saying with each new prayer, 
I don't believe you heard me the first time. <laughs> right. I don't. That's what you're saying. I don't believe. So, uh, you know, in the unthinkable Molly Brown, in the opening scenes, and I saw it on Broadway while you were a little pup, and, and she says, sometimes you pray to to God, and it comes back that the answer is no. Sometimes when you pray for the experience of something, which is what I hope people will do, don't say I want this or that, because you don't know what you want, but you can ask for the experience of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have that copy of the Dharma, and they know whether or not what you're praying for will fit into what you chose to learn. And most likely it does, but they have to be certain. So sometimes it could take a little while. In my experience of 74 years on this planet, I have never asked for anything that I did not receive. But it didn't always come when I thought I needed it. It came when they thought uh, I needed it. So uh, that old line of be careful of what you pray for, you may get it, really is a loving reminder that you are entitled to have what you would like, but please know what you want first. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you could get yourself in a lot of trouble. Right. But spirit well, is there to manifest for you. So we're, we're living in a you know a conscious mind world where we do a lot of reacting and stuff. So people a lot of times they they want certain things. So how can individuals kind of um, tap into, if you will, for lack of a better term, um, what their dharma is? How can they figure out well what am I supposed to be learning in this incarnation? Well. Are there One practices of the things I've, can... I, there are practices. I mean, of course, I'm going to tout my own work because you know there are others out there who are, are equally of good value. Um, one of the things I have is I have a uh, a class called "You Are Enough," which I recommend that everybody take this little short thing that I've done because Spirit wanted everyone to know a very basic principle. And that principle is that no matter who you are, where you are, what you're doing, you're already enough for God. There's nothing you need to do that will make you better for God than who you are today. Absolutely nothing. You already are enough. And that is the name of the product. You are enough. And it it helps us to understand why we direct our life so much at acquiring things to be better, Mm -hmm. going to better schools, living in a better neighborhood, having more money, when none of that is who we are. And when we realize that we already are enough for God, we then are already enough for ourselves. And uh, I like to say to ladies, how would you like to have a dollar for every 20 minutes you've spent clothes shopping, looking for clothes, going all the places, tearing through things and all that? to look better or the thousands of dollars you've spent mm-hmm. on hairdos or men, the gym and all, because we're always trying to be better than who we already are but when do we know that we are enough for God that we say God and I are the same that God force flows through me I am perfect and boy does that ever change your life excellent um you talk about meditation and the importance of it, and uh, most spiritual teachers uh, 
also uh, talk about meditation. Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. your take on it. I know you're very big with the, the mind chatter, and I agree yeah. with you completely. But talk to us about mind chatter and meditation. Uh, you touched on mind chatter and how it gets in the way, the monkey mind and all of that. But um, the importance then, once you uh, cut that chatter off and you're in a meditative state, why is the practice of meditation so uh, so because important? It shuts, to, uh, mm-hmm. it shuts the mind down. That's the key. That's why I make uh, mind chatter so important, or, or monkey chatter, as you call it. Making, shutting the mind down from the external mm-hmm. negative force of being a human being opens you up to your divine connection with the infinite. If you don't meditate, now, for me, because I've been at this so very, very long, I have a shortcut in my meditation. I don't have to do long meditations. But the value of meditation is huge. But it is to shut down the busyness of the hu- humanness around you and the humanness within you. That's why Buddhists go on retreats where mm-hmm. nobody speaks for two weeks. Nobody talks. And that can really, you know, pull you up a little short because we are very dependent on communicating with others and getting positively positively reinforced or giving our opinions out. Now, there are some people who think that mind chatter is a waste of time. And I I very much differ. Uh, I I don't mean mind chatter. I mean meditation. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Meditation. It is not. It's, it's, it can be very, very important to you. Got it. Um, t- let's talk about karma very briefly. Um, you mentioned sure. that also in your book, and it's a uh, very important. Uh, how how can the everyday individual kind of how can karma or can it karma be managed? And if so, how can you manage it? Because well, I know I think things it, aren't I think set that it stone. can be. Hmm? Well, look, Robert. This is the way I've. I've sort of grown into this. This is how, what I've learned. Once you're armed with your with the awareness of your karma, it's much easier to manage your life because you stop being a victim of your life. Once you realize that there's a reason you go into the same relationship, there's a reason you do the same kind of work. Okay? Once you finally get that, that, oh, what is my dharma saying in this? What is my karma saying in this? Well, the dharma and karma are two different things. The dharma of who you are is a sole purpose. The karma is how you react to what you're putting out there on a daily basis. And at the end of your life, you take all that karma and you add it to the dharma. So uh, you can manage and control. For instance, if you see, Robert, somebody walking down the street and they're putting some money in their pocket and a $20 bill drops up and falls on the ground, you should feel automatically, mister, you, you, you dropped something here. Right. Because that's the connection to truth. But a lot of people don't do that. In fact, they made a TV show out of it. I don't know whether you remember it. They did a whole show. And a lot of people kept the money. So what I'm saying to you is that once you're armed, and if you go to a good medium, and there are many, 
you go to a good medium, they can help you to understand just what your uh, dharma is so that you can watch your karma and grow it in the right direction. Got it. Okay. Uh, this is Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, our special guest, Hans Christian King, his book, Guided, Reclaiming the Intuitive Voice of Your Soul. Hans, I know time is uh, you know, running out on us, but um, like I always like to do, how about giving the guys guy a little advice here? Tell me what you're seeing and uh, a little guidance for well, me. Well, the first thing is that since I first met you a couple of years ago, I have to tell you that you've grown tremendously in your spiritual awareness and awareness mm, of who good. you are. And I feel very strong in saying there's more writings coming through because what when I listen to your monologue at the opening of the show, you can hear the spirit flowing through you in very quiet and subtle ways because everything you said was truth. Sure, some of it was your opinion, but your opinion is being formed through truth. So there's a a larger audience that will hear you as time goes by. Fantastic. I've said to you before, I think you're one of those people as a light bearer who came in to be part of the change that's coming. And there is a change coming, a very large change. And so I think you're one of those people who will help enlighten people along the way. I think you're doing amazingly well, quite frankly. Thank you so much. What is the change for, for our listeners out there? Um, you know, I've read a lot and seen a lot of stuff, and it talks about a big, you know, shift. Um, how do you see that, Hans? Well, if you've ever watched a clock, you'll notice that the pendulum swings both ways. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to get myself in trouble, but here it goes. <laughs> uh, I believe that the clock has swung very far in anger, the pendulum. And we're in the anger, right? Yeah. That, that's why things are happening. But the pendulum can never stay in the up position. And there are forces at work that will change us all the way back to the opposite, not the middle, but all the way back to the opposite. And the entire country will benefit in light once again. So... I am not overly concerned. I just hate to see what the country is going through. But it can't last. It won't last. And you can already see, you can already see in motion evidence to prove that things are slowly moving in mm-hmm. what I'm going to call a more enlightened uh, manner. Fantastic. So tell tell well, people, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Good. Um, well, as always, Hans, you're you're just what I. One of the things I love about you is just you just get, you're giving. You're at a point where you're you're giving everything you have to give, and that's so inspirational that's, and so wonderful. And, that's uh, all, that's all there is, Robert. What are you going to do? <laughs> Got to make a difference, I, you know. Well, thank you for being on the show. Tell us uh, where people can find uh, you, your website. Uh, well, I'm at the same bad channel, same bad time. People can find me at HansKing.com. They can find my 800 number, which is 406-9027. We have our own radio show uh, on every uh, Saturday uh, on Internet, and they can go to that. Um, and uh, I think it's 10 o'clock Pacific, 1 o'clock Eastern. 
And uh, they can get some questions asked over there if they become members. And I want to wish all of your beautiful people out there a wonderful, happy, and prosperous new year. Oh, thanks so much, Hans. All the best to you. Say hi to Alfred and uh, thank Jennifer. I certainly and, will. Uh, God bless. Okay. God bless Talk you soon too. again. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. Okay, folks, that's our very special guest, Hans Christian King. Again, the name of the book is Guided, and uh, Hans is for real, and uh, he is a wonderful, wonderful man and soul. So uh, check out this book. It's really good because it just gives you a step-by-step teaching in terms of how you kind of get better touch with yourself and then how you can work with spirit and uh, get the guidance you're looking for. And also, if you want to talk to some folks like people who do the work that Hans works, he actually gives you all the pointers as to how to do the qualifying for that and the type of person you might want to uh, or need to uh, work with. Uh, so it's a very giving book, just like, as I mentioned, Hans is. So our, all the best for him. Um, let's take a very quick break. Then we'll do a quick guys, guys, guide for the week. And uh, we'll just take it from there. Okay, we're back. Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. I like to do my Guys, Guys Guide every week, and I usually base it on uh, one of my blog posts. And I, this one is about um, jump-starting your dating life in 2018. But I think you could just look at it as jump-starting anything for, for the next year. Um, a lot of things that we do, uh, are we get into these patterns. But I, I like getting into a new year. Um, I always make a New Year's resolution. I'm pretty good at keeping them. Um, this year, I'm giving myself a one-year resolution, so I'm not going to drink any alcohol in 2018. And I like a glass of wine, and I like a really good tequila to sip, but I'm gonna, I've been kind of guided internally. I feel that I should cut that. I'm going to do it for a year. I know I can do it. Um, if for business purposes, because I've been working, um, negotiating with some tequila folks, if I have to have some sips of that for product quality, whatever, then I will. But uh, if, that, uh, if I don't need to, then I won't. So I'm making a, a one-year resolution. Uh, it's not necessary to give something up per se, but if you're going to do something, try to work it through the whole year so you don't just drop it after two weeks. But the number one thing to do is let go of the past. Uh, you know, it, let's, let, well, let's talk about dating. So when you're getting into a new year, forget about the past. Nothing matters that happened before. You're here now. You've got a new year ahead of you. Um, drop it. Maybe the guy or the woman you were dating um, – wasn't treating you the way you wanted to be treated and now you're alone. Okay. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. Um, and that leads to the second point, which is live right now. Forget about the past as much as you can leave it behind. Maybe you can't forget it, but leave it behind because you don't want to carry it around like a uh, millstone around your neck. Live in the now. The new year comes with possibilities for change and it only takes one connection between two people to forge the bond of a great couple. Decide what you want in your partner and why. Then ask yourself if you're being realistic and fair to your suitors. Don't ask for the moon if all you can offer is green cheese. So be realistic. Live in the now. Now, a lot of guys, they sit around on the computer, they look at porn, and they think, uh, or Instagram, which is almost like porn sometimes, and uh, they think they sh- every every uh, girl they date, a woman they date should be like fitness model. And uh but it's not going to be that way. Look at yourself, see what you can offer. What do you want? But what can you offer for that? Um, it's got to be a give, give situation, win, win. Um, and a lot of people and, uh, have a list. They have all these, I've got to have got to have. And, uh, it seems like the longer you're single, the longer that list gets, and that can become a hindrance to, uh, 
to meeting people. Uh, you know, it's got, uh, you, you need a couple of things on your list. Okay. That's okay. But don't make the list so long that it's getting in the way. Um, you know, uh, I dated one woman and she was like all crazy about Daniel Day Lewis. And I said, why? Cause, oh, he has these really long fingers. When you get into stuff that's that detailed and that specific, it can get in the way. So try to keep your uh, must have values based. Because if you find a potential partner who shares similar values, most other things can be worked out, uh, you know, with the exception of personal energy and, and chemistry. Uh, that's something you have to work on, uh, uh, not, not work on. That's either there or it isn't. But you have to be open to find uh, that, um, to be able to find that, you know, somebody that may not at surface seem like your type actually could be the one for you. And sometimes you have to break your rules and toss that list to get the one that you really want and are meant to be with. Also, when you get into next year, start out with a smile. Smile and humor solve so many issues. Uh, I know it's tough. Hans mentioned anger. Anger is all over the place. We see it. We feel it every day. Don't be part of it if you can. Um, deflect it and just be as happy as you can be. Uh, not be sappy, but be happy. Be content. Think and be in gratitude for all the things you have. I was out with my son today, as I mentioned. I came inside. It was so cold outside. As soon as I came in my building, I was like, thank you for having a warm building to come into. You know, these things that we take for granted, running water, toilets to flush. You know, you go back a couple of hundred years and people were living out in huts and stuff and it wasn't so great or a really cold castle or whatever. But, you know, it wasn't like it is now. We have a lot of conveniences that we take for granted. Don't take them for granted. They're important and be in gratitude. Even if lots of other people have them, it doesn't matter. Be in gratitude. It really works. Um, and then get out. If you want to be dating, um, get out. You're not going to meet anybody if you're sitting home on the couch. Okay. You could, uh, you can make some connections online and then through texting and all of that. But ultimately you want to make a real connection with somebody new. You got to be face to face. So you got to get your clothes on. You got to get your happy face on and you got to get out there and meet people. So that's my kind of uh, five tips for jumpstarting your dating life in 2018. And also it's about, you know, how to just live your life uh, going forward and for a new year, be positive, be in the now, be in gratitude and have fun. It's an adventure. Uh, and particularly when people deal with love, it's too businessy nowadays. You know, the, the mystery and allure of love is really important. So keep that in mind. You know, you want to have fun when you're dating. It doesn't want to be like a job. You already have a job. Dating should be fun. So anyhow, that's my guy's guy's guide for the week. Listen, we had a great show. We're going to be back at our usual time. Um, uh, next week, we're going to be back on uh, Wednesday. And our special guest, 7 p.m. Wednesday, Randy Levin. Um, and she's terrific. And you're going to have a lot of fun with her. She's a, a coach and a life coach and uh, just a very positive person, too. So I'm really uh, eager to get her on here next week on Guys Guys Radio. And as I always like to say at the end of the show, guys, guys, finish, finish first. Happy New Year, everybody.